Latvia Weekly, your independent guide to the news in Latvia, with your hosts Otto Tabuns and Joe Horgan. Latvian BCM, and welcome to episode number seventy-three of the Latvia Weekly podcast. I am one of your Horgans, Joe, I'm one of your hosts, Joe Horgan. I'm also one of the many Horgans in the world. Uh, mostly, they can be found in Ireland and the United States, but uh, at least. Well, you know, a few of them here in Latvia. Uh, I am your host, Joe Horgan, and uh, I am here in Yelgava with Mr. Otto Tabuns. Uh, how are you, Otto, today? Oh, hello, everyone. I'm enjoying the very uh, sunny day that we have today. Something positive uh, amid all the other news. <laughs> yes, certainly. Um, so we are both in different parts of Yelgava right now. Um, we are observing the uh, you know guidelines that have been made because uh, I, I don't know if you guys have heard this um, but uh, there's this um, uh, news story we've been following about a virus that's going around the world have you have you heard this auto have you uh, so some, some kind of <laughs> virus that's going around the world some uh, something to do with uh, corona have, have you heard this yeah some rumblings and that is certainly not the beer that is going around uh, no except uh, apparently I, I've heard different things I've heard their sales are going up they're going down so you know who who knows. Yeah. It depends, you know. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, um, you know, yes, we are going to be talking about, you know, the COVID-19 coronavirus. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry if you guys are, are, are sick of hearing of this uh, story, but um, it's not the only thing we're going to be talking about today. We have actually quite a few other stories, um, some some positive, some not so positive uh, that we also yeah. are going to cover. Um, but we. But the main thing that we hope that you're not sick with it. So um you know, uh, there are all the measures and all the recommendations. And uh, let's first of all be very responsible towards ourselves. Yes, absolutely. Um, but before we get into the, um, you know, the, the the kind of main story of the day, uh, what do you? So, so Otto, you mentioned already. It's been it's been a beautiful day, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a very beautiful sunshine. And I was also uh, looking at the barometer, which uh, uh, is a very good indication of like what the, um, the atmospheric pressure is. And so then it's a, usually a good indication whether there will be clouds or, or no. And in the last mm-hmm. couple of days, it has been wonderful. And I think very helpful, especially for all of those of us uh, who are stir crazy uh, in the last couple of days. Yeah. And um, I do believe, I think this is the first official Latvia Weekly episode of spring am i am i wrong about this uh you're absolutely right so uh what do, what do you think we take a look at the weather very quickly for the first kind of official latvia weekly week of spring so anyway uh here in yelgava so uh on friday when a lot of you are going to be listening it's going to be 13 degrees during the day i mean this is probably the hottest it's been all year and one degree at night then saturday it's going to be 13 degrees during the day and zero degrees at night. Do you notice a pattern here? Uh, we, we've had some very wild swings when it comes to the uh, weather in the last couple days. Um, but And then on uh, Sunday, it's, it's not going to be really any different. It's going to be three degrees during the day, negative six at night. So so we've just uh, kind of had the pendulum of weather. Uh, Monday, it's going to be five during the day, negative four at night. Um, Tuesday, four during the day, negative two at night. Uh, in all these days, very low chance of rain, except mo- Monday is the most likely chance of rain that we'll have, about 60%. But um, And uh, it's also possibility of some snow as well. Um, so, uh, you know, it says a short, um, a short burst of snow. And then on Wednesday, four during the day, negative two at night. Uh, it's going to be mostly rainy throughout the day. And that just about 
brings us into the uh, next episode. So, um, anyway, Otto, how, how do you how do you feel about this uh, this this weather coming up for the beginning of spring? Are you are you satisfied with this? Well, um, I'm I'm happy that in general it will become warmer, and even though we might see uh, some. Uh, you know my favorite weather word snippets of uh, winter still rearing its uh, i'm glad to uh, see that we will have the chance at least for those of us who have our gardens to enjoy them and for the rest of us like to enjoy at least in the case of yalgova the very beautiful green parts of the town yes absolutely um but uh i think it's time now to get into kind of the main story which we do have to cover, um, you know, in, in some pretty big detail. And, and again, like I promised, we will get into some non-COVID-related stories a little bit later, um, but we do have to start out with some uh, kind of major updates about the COVID-19 virus, which is now, um, you know, killed in the tens of thousands of people throughout the world, infected in the 400s of thousands of people. Uh, and here in Latvia, so um, as of the most recent statistics today, and again, these are, you know, official test results, there's no way to know actually how many people really are infected, you know, and by the time you're listening to this, you know, there's there's almost no point in giving statistics because um, by, the, by the time you listen to this, it's probably going to be something else, but at least as of um, Thursday afternoon, the 26th of um, of, uh, of March, uh, there was uh, 221 cases that had been diagnosed, and most of them uh, were in Riga, Yermola, and unfortunately also Yelgova here. We, we, we have COVID officially here in Yelgova, so one of the reasons why Otto and I are, um, you know, uh, particularly observing the, uh, the different requirements um, that have been set out by the government. So, um, you know, I, I, again, there's really no telling when that peak is going to hit. Um, so just, you know, I, I, I just have to say, uh, make, make sure that you continue following, you know, the, the guidelines that have been set out. Um, so, uh, Otto, the big story, though, which uh, we have to kind of start with when it comes to COVID, is one, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't even know. See, I've been so excited to talk about this all week. And now, now that we're finally here to talk about it, I, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Um, but so, for those of you who followed the show before, you know, we generally spend quite a bit of time talking about news and politics. And one political party which we've covered in great detail over the last kind of year and a half that we've been doing the show is called KPVLV Kompierder Valsts. Um, and then the LV that's kind of added at the end is, you know, like their, their little website, who owns the state. It's this very populist political party. And um, they came into power with 16 seats in Saima, tied for the second most seats in all of Saima. And they also got uh, the second most votes out of all of the parties in, in, in Latvia in the 2018 election. And their leader, Artus Kaimic, um, is this uh, just you know, for specifically for Latvian politics, this kind of one-of-a-kind figure who, you know, live streams sessions of Saima, shows, you know, uh, pictures on social media of, uh, you know, members of parliament who are sleeping. You know, he's he, he used to be an actor, and, and you know, that that's kind of his modus operandi of how, of how he has uh, kind of uh, been, been in parliament for the last few years, even before he founded this new party. And it certainly helps him. It, certainly, yes. So, um... Mr. Kaimich has had a bit of a rough year, to say the very least. Um, it started when he had a, well, even more than a year ago, I'd say a rough year and a half. So 
you know, his party gets swept into Saima, then he gets into a huge argument with the other leader of KPVLV, Mr. Aldous Guobzems, um, to the point where both of them end up on the inside of the party looking out. Uh, Mr. Guobzems basically kind of gets kicked out of his own party uh, over a very long process. And, you know, I, I, I know Otto's about ready to jump down my throat right now because he didn't technically get kicked out right away, but it was a slow, let's say a divorce process. Can, can you agree with me, Otto, a very messy divorce between Mr. Kaiminch and his uh, party KPVLV. Would you would you agree? Uh, well, certainly. I, I would say that uh, some people did uh, view uh, some of the objectives of KPV as revolutionary, and at the same time, we know from all the revolutions that uh, they eat their children, and uh, apparently, this is another example of this. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so first of all, you know, he basically gets slowly kicked out of his own party. Um, then in the winter, he had the misfortune of getting severely burned. Um, his his apartment caught on fire, and uh, he you know he was basically I think lucky to even be alive after uh, you know um, kind of kind of what happened to that apartment because it was a very fast moving fire. So um, he was in the hospital for some time, you know, uh, with with some pretty bad burns. Uh, so then he came back, and then uh, on Saturday I believe. Uh, on, on his Twitter account, he officially confirmed that he had tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, and basically the highest profile, you know, person in Latvian public life, you know, not just Latvian government, but uh, but I would say the highest profile figure in Latvian public life who'd, who tested positive fo- so far. Now, the problem is that he had just been in contact with members of the cabinet and uh, mem- members of Saima itself. Uh, just days previous when he was probably contagious. And he said that he hadn't been to any foreign countries, but apparently that was not quite uh, fully truthful, uh, according to the Minister of Health, Miss Ilze Vincile. Um And, you know, it's, it's just one of these things where if, you know, well, first of all, you know, we offer our condolences to Mr. Kaiminch. You know, we hope that he gets healthy. We hope that, uh, you know, he makes a, you know, a quick recovery from the illness because, you know, whoever it is, you know, we, we, we don't want, we don't want people to get sick from this illness. But, you know, I, I just, I just can't imagine a person, you know, who I would more expect this, you know, the, the, the kind of insane thing to happen um, than, than, than Mr. Kaiminch. And, you know, I, I want to hear, I want to hear your take on it, Otto, but I think one of the kind of funniest things about this whole thing is that, um, he came into power specifically, if, if you remember back to the 2018 election, for those of you who are following the 2018 election, um, KPVLV, they kept talking about this uh, coalition council. And it's basically this meeting between the different parties in the coalition, because here in Latvia, it's never just one party that's in power. They're, they always have to make a uh, coalition of at least three, usually, at least three parties. Um, that, that well, can... that's not a necessity, but we have a proportional system in the yeah. sense that it is not, let's say, uh, like in the United States, where, for example, Democrats or Republicans usually take uh, one of the houses or the position of the president, or uh, the similar situation in Great Britain, at least before 2010. Yeah, and, and um, well, and the other thing too, you know, for for example, um, uh, you know, in the United Kingdom, it's usually well, not not really in the last few years, but but usually, you know, either the Labour or the Conservative Party generally have enough seats to be able to have a you know majority government. Um, you know, again, there's been major exceptions in the last few years, uh, but that's never been the case in Latvia. There's never been a majority government. Uh, pretty much in in Latvian history, at least of the Saima, um, and I, I know Otto, you know there 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 uh, you know we, we 
we could get into the minute details of um, you know different other legislative bodies uh, besides SIMA. But I, I don't think SIMA itself has ever had a legislative majority. Um, but uh, but anyway, well, not not for uh, one party. Well, we remember then when there was the uh, the uh, the event of the history that we discussed in the last show, uh, the election of the Supreme Council mm -hmm. uh, after uh, parties other than the Communist Party uh, were permitted to run, then of course the uh, Latvian Popular Front uh, got the majority. Yeah. Uh, at the same time we remember uh, that it was not exactly enough uh, to do constitutional changes, which usually require at least two-thirds. Yeah. Uh, so, But certainly that is not uh, a regular occurrence in the parliamentary history of our country. Certainly, yeah. And uh, but but anyway, my, my original point is so there's this coalition council, and it's basically the leaders of the parties who come together, you know, at the beginning of each week and talk about. It's, it's like a discussion group, more or less. You know, it's kind of like you know at, at school we have a WhatsApp chat. Um, yeah. Uh, only in this case, uh, the, there is between the parties of the coalition, you have a agreement, which is a written document, mm -hmm. and then you have these uh, specific uh, points, for example, on which. Uh, uh, in which uh, decisions uh, the government has to vote together, uh, on which questions they may vote separately. And uh, so this uh, council serves as this uh, format where these parties get together and actually take these decisions before they go uh, on a vote and before they go for a public discussion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's a much better way of describing it than, than I was doing. That's why, you know, we, we uh, you're, you're a political scientist and I am a uh, guy with a microphone. But anyway... Um, so the this coalition council was attacked by Mr. Kaimans over and over and over and over again, and, and by the other members of KPVLV as this kind of unconstitutional, you know, ex extra constitutional body that that was um, secretly controlling the entire Latvian government, and that uh, to to make Latvia free, all we had to do was go in and get rid of this coalition council. Um, and you know, of course, KPVLV they come into the power, you know, they, they come into power, they come in, they come into the government, but the coalition council continued. Um, and, you know, it, it's almost like, um, you know, there's like the legend of the monkey paw. Do you, do you know the monkey paw, Otto? It's like, it's, it's this like um, kind of cursed good luck. It's this kind of like cursed um, charm where you make a wish on the monkey's paw and it curls and then it fulfills your wish in this kind of ironic way. So, you know, it's, it's almost like um, Artis Kaimich uh, wished on the monkey's part that the coalition council would be taken down. And now it kind of has because cause the, yeah. the coalition council has been infected, uh, you know, potentially by COVID-19. So they're meeting um, by distance. So in a very roundabout and twisted, ironic way, Mr. Kaimich uh, finally succeeded in taking down the coalition council, which was his goal coming into politics. So um, yeah. weird, so, twisted, so ironic have to read a lot of these agreements and regulations and still he found a way how to uh, take it out. Uh, at the same time, perhaps uh, we could introduce uh, Mr. Kaimish to our word of the week, uh, which is uh, uh, or a border, mm -hmm. uh, and the derivative word of ierobežovajumi, or uh, I-E-R-O-B-E, -E, uh, the Z with the roof and O-J-U-M-I, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, is apparently something that the state police thinks that he has broken. And so uh, it has opened an administrative case against him uh, to review whether he has violated the restrictions set by the same government, coalition and the parliament that he is a member of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, we are going to be keeping a close eye on this situation, you know, really just... Um 
I mean, just 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 really, really kind of stunning. Um, you know, it's, it's, I don't think anybody really expected this to happen, but you know, um, you know. So again, our condolences to Mr. Kaiminch. Um, but at the same time, uh, a lot of people are very unhappy with this because you know, again, uh, you know, lying about being abroad and then coming into contact with people. We we had a similar kind of situation in America with uh, Senator Rand Paul, which I will not get into right now, but my American listeners are probably well aware of. So. Um, anyway, uh, I think we should get into the other kind of major COVID update, which is um, some new measures that were announced yesterday by uh, Mr. Carinch, the uh, prime minister of the country. So, Otto, can you can you um, fill our listeners in on what the latest uh, new restrictions are for uh, the uh, uh, fighting the spread of COVID-19? Exactly. And so, uh, as you rightly mentioned, uh, even though um, uh, the Prime Minister and other members of the government were in the coalition council meeting where also Mr. Kaiminch was, uh, most of the government is now working remotely uh, uh, and uh, still uh, able to take decisions and uh, the work uh, goes on. And as a result, they have decided to uh, close gyms as well as supermarkets over the weekend. Uh, of course, we have to know the exceptions. Uh, those are grocery shops, uh, pharmacies, and also pet food shops and veterinarian pharmacies. So it is not only humans, but also our best friends who will be provided for during this time. Uh, also open will be uh, the opticians, uh, the products, uh, the, uh, the shops that sell hygienic products, as well as uh, the um, malls that sell construction materials and gardening. Uh, you know, so very useful in this time to do some of uh, construction and uh, 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 to remember your green thumbs, especially in this time. Uh, also, one other um, important decision uh, which goes together with one of the uh, a financial aspect that we discussed at length uh, during our show uh, is that the medical workers will get bonuses up to 50% of their salaries and also uh, um, at least uh, with the decisions that we have seen so far, around 73,000 workers of hospitality industry, culture and transport services uh, will be eligible to get uh, benefits for the time that they are out of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because and I think there's going to be a lot uh, more economic measures that are announced because, you know, it's, it's really starting to look like this is not something that is going to go away very quickly. Uh, and it's something that uh, is going to have a massive, massive, massive economic impact, uh, you know, all over the world. And, you know, the, the, the world economy is so connected that, you know, e even if, um, you know, the, the United States is hit kind of harder initially, uh, you know, j just like in 2008, it's just it's just all connected. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're definitely going to uh, feel feel a crunch from that pretty soon. So uh, definitely, um, you know, we uh, will will uh, continue following those those major updates. Um Another story which uh, came out today, and this is specifically for a lot of the um, people who might be listening, and, and especially the people in the expats in Latvia Facebook group. Um, so there have been repatriation flights which have been organized between um, different countries and, and also you know, specifically with uh, Latvia's flag carrier, Air Baltic, to help um, uh, you know, get, get stranded um, people back to their countries, either from Latvia or to Latvia. And uh, apparently um, there is no plan after March 27th to uh, continue these um, uh, 
to, to, to schedule new flights. Apparently, the last one is going to be on the 30th of March, uh, according to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. So this doesn't mean that there you know, necessarily won't be any whatsoever, but um, you know, definitely, if you have any plans right now, you know, it, it, it's, it's pretty amazing to me because I, I do have... Um, you know, some some foreigner friends who are either living here or in some of the other Baltic countries, and they're you know they've been telling me, you know, I'm you know thinking about maybe you know trying to leave, you know, sometime like what, like you know, like where where have you been? I mean, you know, how how are you going to get out? Because the, the, these repatriation flights, um, you know, are kind of few and far between, and you know you you have to you have to get on that right away. So you know, please, um, you know, stay up to date and 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 uh, and, and and check with us and see what you need to do to to be able to get on. On, on these because um you know it's it's otherwise you know you you're 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 going to be stuck here i mean latvia is a nice country to be stuck in you know uh but but uh you know if if you want to be home with your friends and family um then uh definitely uh stay on top of that you know of of, of course um so um so yes another um I, I don't think I might have zoned out when you mentioned this auto, but um, so so COVID nineteen tests are going to be prioritized for individuals with higher risk, and um, apparently uh, p- people with uh, lighter symptoms are going to be uh, left at home. Did, did did you mention this already, Otto? I, I can't remember. No, I didn't. Okay, yeah. So um, you know, I, I, again, you know, the the shortage is not as acute here in Latvia as it is, you know, for example, in the United States. But there are you know not endless amounts of tests. Uh, for for these um, um, you know for the uh, for, for the virus, but um, so so there there is going to have to be some kind of prioritization of um, of the test. So uh, you know d- definitely uh, stay in contact with your with your doctor. Um, and uh, also I, I want to mention um, before I forget. So there is a new information line that you can call for info about the uh, coronavirus, and it is uh, eight three four. And um, Otto, I, I, I wasn't able to find any information about this. Uh, do they also have English-speaking uh, operators? Um, did you? So, uh, I, I did not find information that uh, there are. Perhaps some of the operators do speak English, but perhaps uh, a good idea if you uh, cannot speak Latvian is to ask a Latvian friend to call on behalf of you uh, should you need to uh, consult uh, this operator on the symptoms that you have, and then they the best response that they could advise you to do instead of, let's say, uh, going to a hospital or going uh, to a doctor in person and then uh, um, uh, putting uh, these uh, medical uh, workers in risk of uh, infection as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, uh, so by the way, I just, uh, there was a story that just popped up. I mean, you know, again, by the time you are listening or, or watching this, you know, a, a lot of this information might be kind of old news at this point. Um, but apparently, um, uh, Prime Minister Christianis Karinc just uh, in a press conference um, said that there will be uh, more support for businesses and employees that have been hit by um, the crisis. And uh, according to the English version of LSM, I'm just taking a quick look right here. Um, so uh, companies with a turnover decrease of 20% or more will be able to apply for uh, support from the from the government, which I think is a very welcome um, yeah. welcome news for for the small business owners and uh, and big business owners as well. I mean, you know, yeah, the, so this, this, all businesses practically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
Um, yes, and uh, apparently, okay, this is also new news. I'm just, I'm just kind of uh, checking real quick, so you know, because this is all just happening so fast. You know, uh, by the way, I, I apologize that we are a little bit late this week. Um, but both Otto and I have had kind of had our head spinning. You know, just trying to get used to this new rhythm of life. I'm, I've been working at home, and um, so here in. Uh, Latvia, as in a lot of the countries in the world, we've switched to distance learning, uh, which is a new thing for um, us here in Latvia. In the universities, it's not quite so difficult because we do, you know, we've had we've had, had distance learning classes before. Um, you know, there's specifically distance learning, but in the uh, high schools and, and uh, primary schools and everything, um, it's a very new experience and we've been working out a lot of bugs. So, you know, I, I was up until two in the morning correcting papers that, you know, um, got in at, uh, you know, some late as 11.59 because that's our current uh, you know, um, that's our current uh, uh, regulation. So, um, you know, we kind of kind of day-to-day life here has has changed a lot, and you know, we apologize that uh, we're a little bit later than usual. We will try to be on time uh, next week uh, with this with this broadcast. But you know, again, if, if we had recorded this on Tuesday's normal, um, already all the information would be outdated, just like it probably is now by the time you're listening. So. Um, so anyway, an- another, well, another. I don't think it is, but I think it is very good that we had the chance also to uh, see not only decisions on the regular uh, uh, government meeting on Tuesday, but also the extraordinary decisions that have been taken also yesterday and today. Uh, and probably, well, that's very good that, uh, for example, the universities and the educational institutions uh, have been uh, mostly ready to do uh, the uh, teaching uh, remotely. This has also been the case for the government by providing its work uh, and uh, doing it remotely because as Minister of Health uh, Vintel uh, has presumed, uh, the state of emergency will probably extend beyond uh, April 14. So uh, that might be uh, this new regular way of life for uh, for this month and the next month and perhaps also a little bit more in this year but but we're sticking in there we're, we're hanging in there i mean hey we're we're still here you know we're, we're still broadcasting yeah. we're finding i'm learning all kinds of new technological hacks and you know i'm becoming more clever that way i'm sure all of you uh you know have, have learned a lot from this as well you know it's it's not only been a uh, a negative experience I, I wouldn't say you know it's, it's definitely um you know, in, in, in some roundabout ways, there, there's been some positives to this as well. You know, I, I think um, we're, we're all learning something new and, and we're all, you know, kind of being pushed to, to different limits. Um, and, you know, in, in, in terms of how, how we operate in our day-to-day lives. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, so uh, a cu- couple of new updates that just came out um, recently. So, so this was uh, just a few hours ago, apparently. Uh, Transport Minister Talis Linkites uh, gave an order... Um, again, you know, the, the, the best source, you know, for, for up-to-date stuff, you know, we, we on our um, Facebook page, we do stories of the day every single day, thanks to um, our team, Andrew and Carlos. But uh, for very up-to-date um, information, please, you know, be checking uh, LSM, Latvian Public Media. Uh, they have information in Latvian, Russian, and English. They don't translate every single story from the Latvian version, but all of the major, major updates um, that, that you guys need to know about, um, they are also translated into English. So just make sure that you keep an eye on there. Every so often, as uh, as we do all the time. I mean, we we check LSM, you know, all, all day. I think probably, but you know, there, there's always new stuff. Um, so apparently, one one new thing. I don't know if you see in this auto. This this uh, just came out a few minutes ago. Uh, so they're they're going to be uh, according to Talis Linkites, the transport minister. Um, there's going to be new uh, measures to increase space between passengers on regional bus routes. Um, and, uh, you know, so apparently they're going to be uh, more um, strictly enforcing the st- social distancing measures even inside the buses themselves, uh, which I think is a uh, probably probably a good idea. Wouldn't you agree? 
Uh, exactly, because as one of the other uh, news that we are covering is that uh, Riga has had less buses provided by the uh, Municipal Transit Authority, and that has uh, become an issue. I think it was also the case for the trams, where on the one hand, well, it is true that people are using the public transit a little bit less, but if you take out a lot of these uh, uh, cars uh, out of service, then in the cars that you have, people are stuck like uh, in a uh, box of sprats, and that certainly uh, there is impossible to keep uh, not either the recommended distancing or any distancing at all. If there is one thing... <laughs> I don't miss about living in Riga. It is being packed like sprats, like you said, like uh, sprote spratsy. You know, uh-huh. so so we, we use this phrase instead of sardines. Or I don't know if anyone else uses it besides me. At least I, I use this phrase, packed like sprats or sprotes in, um, in in these cans. It's it's these these uh, del- delicious um, kind of smoked fish um, that come in cans. Uh, but uh, oh gosh, Riga Riga subjects me Riga public transportation. You know, anytime I'm in Riga and I and I have to because uh, because I I work at the University of Latvia the the Faculty of Education. Luckily, you are able to take a bus to Riga and then a bus, you know, from the station to um, the faculty. But those times when I miss the train and I have to take the public bus, geez, Louise, um, you know, they they are just so packed. Like even in the best of times, I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting some kind of virus just being smushed with all these other people. So, um, you know, definitely something I, I don't think you probably miss either about living in Riga right now, Otto. <laughs> Is, uh, yeah, so at least it's it's nice to have this uh, retreat out of the packed buses and trams. It's also certainly beneficial for the health. Yeah. So so anyway, yeah, the, the um, Rigasotics may have been getting a lot of flack about that, and uh, apparently they're 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 probably going to make some um, some changes uh, to to the schedules to um, to help people uh, not have to be packed like sprats or sprotus. That that could also be a Latvian word of the week. Sprotus. <laughs> Definitely go try sprotus if you've never tried it before. Um, yes, uh, I don't know if we were going to cover this in the international story, but apparently there is a NATO soldier who uh, contracted COVID-19 in, in Latvia. I'm sorry if I ruined the international section. Um, no, it, uh, it, uh, as you can read in the document, uh, there is no such news in the international okay. section. I cannot read, uh, <laughs> but but at least I can read this story. So so that that is unfortunate. Um, I don't know if there is a word on which country they are from, but this was... Um, uh, so, so, so he was not part of the uh, base in Adaji, which is very, very good because that base in Adaji is full of people. Um, so, you know, th- th- this has been an issue in police departments and militaries throughout the world, uh, and it is a problem here as well. Um, one positive thing I want to mention before we finally move on from COVID-related stories, or at least sort of, because pretty much everything in life right now is COVID-related because, you know, our, our, our life is devoted to this virus, unfortunately. Um you know, a, a lot of people on Facebook have been criticizing, you know, the measures that have been taken by governments. You know, is it, um, you know, are, are they the best way to go when it comes to, um, you, you know, for example, most effectively fighting the viruses? Um, you know, like, a, you, there, there's a lot of, you know, I, I, again, you know, this isn't the best time to not follow some of the recommendations. Um, you know, but but you know, it, there there is a debate over you know whether or not um, the 
measures are strict enough? Are they not strict enough? Um, you know, are are we sacrificing the economy for for public health? You know, th- th- there's a big uh, debate about this, and, and I don't want to get into this right now. You know, th- we we got into this a little bit last time, um, and uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, all we can recommend is to just take it seriously and um, you know do 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 follow the recommendations because they are put into place by extremely smart uh, scientists that that you may or may not disagree with, um, but but anyway. Um, one measure that I think that pretty much everyone can agree on is the uh, so so banks here in Latvia, uh, all all of the largest banks here in Latvia have agreed to raise the contactless pay limit to fifty euros. So so here in Latvia, if uh, I, I don't know, maybe it's the same in America. I haven't been to America in ages, but but back in America, when I left America, we still had swipe cards. Did, did you ever did you ever even have swipe cards in Latvia where you know you had you had the card and you went like mm-hmm. this? No, because uh, I think right away in the 90s when uh, cards were introduced, they had uh, chips and I think they, they still have them. At least I do not recall of having one myself. Yeah, yeah, but 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 that's the way it was. When, when uh, we didn't get chip cards in in America in, until just a few years ago, but now you know we have these contactless cards where you just go beep. Um, you know, again, I, I probably sound like a grandfather to you right now because most of you in the world are listening. Like, yes, Joe, we understand what contactless cards are. Um, but anyway, so so there's a limit, uh, you know, for security reasons, um, and and it's usually something around twenty euros or so. You know, it depends on how much you've used your bank account. But uh, banks have uh, raised this limit to fifty euros now um, to try to make it so that you have to touch less things with your fingers, which is uh, good for not spreading viruses. So I think um, pretty much anyone in the world can agree that this is the kind of measure um, that uh, makes a lot of sense, um, you know, regardless of what side you're on for this. And, and I think um, both the public and the private sector are going to be trying their best to um, implement more of these kind of, uh, you know, common sense measures. At least I certainly um, hope so. So anyway... Otto, any last things about the virus for now that you'd like to mention before we uh, finally get to some non-COVID-related news? Well, well, probably one of the last things is that we can see uh, that there are a variety of uh, aspects of our life that are affected by the virus, uh, including um, uh, some such that have also legal consequences. Uh, one that we can see uh, that will affect the Latin political uh, scene is the question of the KPV uh, Congress, uh, which uh, had to be called once again because the last one that elected a new board was recognized as invalid because apparently uh, there uh, it was not uh, conducted according to the regulation. And so uh, they had planned to have a new Congress, but now uh, under uh, the situation uh, with the virus, uh, the, a member of the parliament, Leah Pina, has asked to reconsider that. And then it, uh, it puts into question about when uh, these changes in the board and in the governance of uh, this, uh, at least previously quite potent force, will come into uh, force, uh, so to speak. I, I just double-checked this because I, I, w- I want to get this number right. Can you believe there are only 10 members of KPVLV left in Saima out of 16? Well, well that's the faction, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, let's finally move on to another topic that is not directly corona-related but still is somewhat corona-related. So, um, Otto and I are both very big fans of railroad here in um, 
Latvia and also throughout the world. You know, Latvia, we do have very good uh, rail service compared to at least America. You know, I, I know some of you out there uh, might strongly disagree, you know, with this idea that, uh, you know, it could be a lot better. Of course, it, you know, of course it could be better. But, um, you know, it is good enough that uh, the rail cars are usually packed with people in the morning. Um, but uh, one one sad piece of news, at least, um, you know, because I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'll, I'll let you comment on this, Otto, because uh, generally I am the naive person who, you know, a, uh, any kind of big major, you know, infrastructure update is, is a positive thing for me because I am not an expert when it comes to the fine details of, um, you know, of, of, uh, of, of rail infrastructure updates or anything. But uh, one major program that had been planned for the last few years, and it looked like it was actually going to go through thanks to some money that was freed up in another place, uh, was the electrification of Latvia's rail lines. Uh, and that is a plan that has been canceled. Um, and there's a number of reasons why um, th th this has been planned. Um, uh, sorry, why, why this has been canceled. Uh, but, but a lot of it has to do with the feasibility and just kind of some organizational chaos. Uh, what, what's your take about this, Otto? Because, you know, I, I, I know that you have a little bit more of a nuanced and kind of a balanced view than I, than yeah. I do about this. So, uh, first of all, I wanted to clarify that uh, here the question is about the electrification of the uh, cargo rail lines, because, of course, yes. in Latvia we do have electrified rail, uh, which is uh, uh, the core of the passenger transit. Yeah, it's an, expan it's an expansion of the, uh, of, of, the, um, of the current system, basically, that was planned. Uh, yeah, and so the idea was uh, to connect uh, uh, the uh, uh, cities such as uh, Rezekne and Daugavpils uh, in the east of Latvia, to uh, Riga and also then to Ventspils uh, so that uh, it would be possible to uh, deliver uh, many of these uh, cargoes uh, that come from Russia and uh, use it uh, not, let's say, by using uh, the diesel trains uh, that uh, are efficient but at the same time are a source of uh, environmental pollution, but instead to have uh, the electrical uh, system uh, there. And uh, that has been indeed uh, cancelled and even though it promised uh, half a billion of investment. Uh, at the same time, there was this uh, issue with the decreasing uh, cargo amount coming in from Russia. Uh, so then putting into question whether uh, we need uh, such an infrastructure there in the first place. And it seems that uh, both uh, this uh, Russian political decision to change the destination of the cargoes, as well as the um, potential effects of the uh, coronavirus, have been uh, um, crucial in taking the decision to cancel this plan uh, in the uh, near future and uh, probably um, uh, for uh, the foreseeable future and our lifetime. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. You, you mentioned Ventspils Auto. It's just. You know, it, it, it drives me nuts that you can't get to Ventspils by train. It's the only major city in Latvia that you can't get to by train. Um, and, and, and Leopai, you, you can, but, but only, you know, a few times a week and, you know, during the weekends. Um, no, no, sorry. I, I, know, I know what you're about to say. Yes, you can get there by freight train. Um, and technically, yeah, you, you can jump on a freight train and get there. You know, we wouldn't recommend it. Um, no, I, I meant that actually, well, that, that would be one uh, idea that certainly Latvia Weekly would not recommend to do. Uh, at the same time, uh, there used to be uh, the train connection between uh, Riga and Vanspils. Even at uh, one point, you even had planes flying to, to there. Yeah. So uh, you never know. Uh, but uh, certainly... Uh, I agree that uh, investment uh, does bring benefits, uh, 
Uh, at the same time, uh, it would be then an issue of upkeep, especially if those cargoes would not materialize, both due to the political decisions of uh, Russia uh, in regard to the cargo flows and also uh, with the um, spillover effects of the sanctions in the case of land spills. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Latvia Sales Sales or Latvia Railways, so they said that they hope that uh, these EU funds um, for the project, they can be used for um, improving passenger service. So mm-hmm. I hope that means regular road trains to Liepaja because, you know, it, it's, it's infuriating for me because we've been hearing over and over and over again for the last two years that the strategic plan of the, um, you know, tr- transport system of the future is that the, the backbone of the, uh, of, of the country's public uh, transit system will be the railroads and uh, you know passenger train service and then regionally uh, they, they will be buses but but you know we, we've heard that that's the strategic plan that's the strategic plan but then there's been all of these uh, just you know little things that have happened since then like uh, you know uh, prices being raised on the on the trains to compete with these you know buses that are being subsidized and, and it just it just drives me nuts I, I I am I'm going to take an official stance right now I am anti-bus I hate buses I hate buses I, I don't, I, I mean, okay, they're, they're, you know, and now, now I'm just going off on a complete tangent, but it, it drives me nuts that, uh, you know, people, I, I know so many people, and it's because they have this uh, old-fashioned idea of the trains from the 90s, from what the trains used to be in Latvia for the 90s. They haven't been on a train in, you know, 10, 15 years, and all they told me is, like, oh, the trains, they smell like, uh, you know, uh, Jebrex, and, and, and uh, you know, they're, they're, there's these crazy, obnoxious people on the train. They're not there anymore. They're really not there. The trains are so much more comfortable. They're so much nicer. They have Wi-Fi, usually, most of them. They, yeah. yeah, okay, the the front... The, another thing about the trains... Okay, I'm sorry. I, 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 sound, I sound like, uh, you know, I, I sound like uh, Larry David right now, but pe- people always jam into the very first train car and, you know, the first or second train car, and then the last two train cars will always be completely empty. Have you noticed this, auto? Yes, and it, ha- it has a very practical reason, especially okay, when you, let's say, go back to Yalgava. Uh, if it rains, then it's a shorter distance, like, to oh. get from the platform to, let's say, uh, your car or the bus or uh, back home. Or in the case of uh, Riga, well, it, it also sometimes is part of the strategic calculation in which car to sit, uh, depending on which tunnel you actually have to take, let's say, to make uh, to be there on time for a business meeting or a date or anything else you have to be on time on. Okay, breaking news, breaking news. You can walk between the train cars even as the train's going. As long as you have decent balance, you're totally allowed to do it. So it just, it just drives me nuts. Um, yeah, but you know it's still further uh, away if you actually get the seat in your coveted car. Uh, yeah, but but then you're jammed with like three or four people in there. But anyway, you know, just just take the train if you haven't. People are very rational. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Anyway, don't don't take the train right now. I, I wouldn't suggest taking the train right now. But but once this crisis is all done, if you haven't taken a Latvian train in ten or fifteen years, finally do it because you will never want to take the bus again. For me, the bus when I when I take the bus, it's because I, it's a punishment for myself because the buses are more frequent than the trains, uh, unfortunately, and uh, it's it's because I miss the train, so I have to take the bus and and it's it's like a horrible punishment for myself i will sometimes wait an hour and a half so i don't have to take the bus so i can take the train instead but yeah well uh, and for for me in response to the uh, stance that you have uh, i would not go as far uh, but uh, certainly there should be from the policy perspective, this priority that where you have like more passengers, you have the train, and then uh, you would use the bus as the feeders for the train, because of course you have to have buses. You you cannot put a train everywhere, uh, especially not the electrical Watch one. Uh, but certainly there should be priority. And uh, 
one of the problems here is uh, certainly this, uh, these groups of interests and also the bus lobby that, of course, uh, does not want to uh, lose its share of the profit. Yeah, well, you know, they too too bad they didn't invest in trains in, in the right time. So, anyway, yes, I I, I understand. You know, I'm I am i am just kind of getting into a little bit of a rant right now. But um, yes, you know, the, the buses are fine. You know, they're 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 not that terrible. But but take the train. Just just take the train. Just just try it. If you haven't done it, just just try the train. Um, but it might be hard to try the train right now because the other railroad related stories is that um, train service has been significantly cut back because of a certain virus that's going around that uh, we may or may not have spent the entire first 40 minutes of the show talking about so um just do be careful of the train schedule if you rely on the train uh, or the buses now apparently uh just double check yeah. the schedules because you know that that uh you know schedule that you printed out a few months ago and and pasted on your um bulletin board probably does not uh, uh apply anymore so uh, just be yeah. careful of that uh, and also as a health measure you can buy the tickets online and so therefore you can also see uh, which routes are going uh, online so that it's not the case that you go to the station uh, and uh, you want to uh, take uh, this bus or train that actually is not scheduled for today mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Um, are you ready to get in some rapid fire stories? Oh yes, let's go. And this this is a COVID free rapid fire section. Um, so first of all, um, one story. You know, it, it's so funny. In, in, in a normal week, there there I would say at least half of the weeks that we've done the show, this would have been the number one story of the week. Um, and here it is. So uh, Mr. Moizniks, the, uh, le- uh, the, the rector of the University of Latvia, has finally officially been confirmed um, once again. So c- congratulations to Mr. Moizniks. Um, and my deepest apologies to uh, Minister of Education, Ms. Ilga Shuplinska, and the uh, Yana Conservativa Party, which was fighting this decision tooth and nail. Um, and, you know, again, for those of you who are just kind of turning, tuning in for the first time, you are wondering, why in the world would this be a story that would normally be, you know, the top of the, the news, you know, besides a very slow news week? Uh, but there was a point when there was serious concerns that the government might be toppled. Uh, and when I mean the government's going to be toppled, I don't mean, you know, like riots in the street. I'm talking about, you know, the um, the coalition, you know, uh, might, it, might, it might would be, implode. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, abstractly. We don't we don't mean literally that, you know. Uh, but uh, because uh, Yana Conservativa Party, uh, um, which is the kind of uh, largest single member of the governing coalition, uh, they uh, had serious, serious problems with the election of Mr. Moishniks at the University of Latvia. You're wondering, well, why do they even have anything to do with this? Well, it is the largest public university, so um, although the university is free to, you know, elect their own rector, as they did, uh, it does have to be approved by the government, and um, Yona Conservative Party was very, very unhappy about this. So they've been fighting this, uh, you know, for the last year or so, um, and and they they did threaten you know not in certain terms but but they did kind of make an implied threat that they uh, could walk out of the government altogether over over this issue. Um, so Otto, are are you surprised by how this uh, issue resolved? And do you think that there is anybody left who actually cares outside of uh, maybe the minister of Ed- I don't even know if the minister of education cares right now because uh, like you know she, she, she's just trying to uh, make the country's education system function on some kind of normal level right now. Uh, 
I mean, yeah, well, well, certainly that won't be the first priority of the minister right now. It's now the question of the distance uh, learning and the question of centralized exams. Um, at the same time, uh, we'll see whether this will be the last uh, time we'll hear about this. Uh, but probably not in this uh, form because the government lost uh, the court battle and uh, so logically now there has been this decision to approve Mojniks as rector but what uh, we should follow is the possible changes in the laws uh, concerning higher education mm -hmm. in regard to the governance of the universities which uh, has been a priority for EKP and therefore no wonder this has been one of the major objectives of the party uh, to uh, reform uh, these uh, sectors that are under the governance uh, of the uh, party it is the judicial sector and the educational sector and those are of course, uh, at least legally, more difficult to uh, reorganize than it is, uh, let's say, the municipal units, which would be then the big fight of the Atisti by Par. Yeah, which uh, no no major updates about that story. So so that that's still on the back burner for now. Um, but uh, yeah, um, another kind of interesting story. So I I, I want to hear your take about this, Otto, because this is kind of your specific field. Uh, so a lot of you in Latvia, I don't know, maybe even throughout the rest of the world, I know that this was all over the place in Latvia, there was this WhatsApp message going around telling people, you know, it, it was one of these like chain messages that people send, send this to everybody in your uh, contact list, warning of some, you know, dangerous uh, message that you shouldn't open. And, uh, you know, it, it, it I, I got sent to it by, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to say kind of, you know, the kind of people I would kind of expect to send these kinds of things. Uh, you know, in my WhatsApp list, I, I got it sent by, by by a couple of different people in some different kind of uh, big group chats. And, you know, it was kind of obvious right from the get-go that uh, something was kind of fishy there. Uh, did, did you get this message, Otto? This, this WhatsApp message? Uh, I was forwarded it by one of my friends as well, yes. So, so the good news is that it's fake news, um, which which is kind of a weird thing to say. Um, but but there there was no dangerous video or anything like that. It was just totally um, made up uh, by by some prankster who had nothing better to do. Uh, I'm guessing um, they're probably in quarantine and they decided to create some stupid fake little thing that went around. So uh, you know, pretty harmless at the end of the day. But again. You know, it, it is it is worrisome just how widespread this message was, uh, and you know, it, it raises the possibility of okay, say this wasn't something that was so harmless. Say say that it's some, you know, uh, you know something more sinister. Uh, what, what, what do you have to um, say about this auto? Because I know that this is part yeah. of the research that you do, and, and this is something that you and uh, Olaf think about all day. Yeah, and uh, not only us, it, it's certainly a, a big uh, issue and an increasing one, especially during the time of crisis where uh, people are agitated and are perhaps uh, more sensitive and less uh, critical to the information that they receive. Uh, uh, for example, uh, just um, a, a couple of days ago, uh, one of our uh, colleagues, Andres, at the Baltic Security Foundation, uh, found some uh, other fake news that uh, have been uh, prepared in connection uh, with the virus. And uh, if you do uh, additional research uh, that he did, uh, you, can, uh, you could really see that, for example, there were some fake news about uh, allegedly the coronavirus being uh, designed in Latvia and stuff like that. And then when you look uh, at the uh, purported journalists that have uh, put this message up, then you can find that this, uh, their profile uh, photo has been uh, taken from the stock photos you can find on the Internet. Uh, and also the, well, not the name, but the surname is something very untypical for the language uh, that uh, would, you would usually encounter. So, well, one thing is the news, but uh, 
um, I think it's an important lesson uh, to all of us uh, to check where this uh, message and this information is coming from. And I remember that we also had this discussion uh, when we started to report on the um, all the decisions and the measures uh, in relation uh, to the virus. And I remember we, we looked at these the stories of the day and different. And uh, we were also looking, uh, let's say, whether just comes from the Facebook or perhaps like we can look it up on the uh, Cabinet of Ministers website uh, so that it wouldn't be, let's say, something from social media that we pick up and uh, then uh, pedal along, uh, even though we are not sure where does it come from. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just, you know, always be careful. You know, um, I, I, I was actually very, uh, very uh, proud of my uh, media students, um, you know, who, who do, uh, you know, their, their own kind of uh, reporting, their own kind of journalism. And because, uh, cause, you know, I, I was talking to them about this WhatsApp story um, and, uh, you know, they, they, they told me that uh, they, they were able to figure out right away that it was uh, kind of nonsense that, that was sent to them. So um, I guess they maybe I've taught them something. I, you know, I don't know to be critical or, or they were just probably clever in the first place. So um, that's really important, especially in this time. Yes, exactly. So uh, another story. So apparently the production of meat and eggs has gone up. Uh, milk has gone down, I guess, compared to uh, 2000 and uh, or sorry, in 2019 over that time. Again, the, the, the statistics uh, that were um, uh, mentioned in um, the story by TVNet, uh, again, you know, there's going to be completely new statistics after, you know, the current um, situation that's going on right now. You know, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, some kind of effect on the, you know, production just in terms of um, supply chains and, and, and workers, you know, who, who might be sick or have to quarantine. Um, again, all of the information that I've heard, I don't know if you've heard anything different, Otto, is that the um, supply chains are completely okay here in Latvia for, for, mm -hmm. for food. Um, so there's no reason to, you know, run down to the store and buy you know, st stock up on massive amounts of toilet paper or anything like that, uh, you know, as, uh, you know, has been the case in other countries. Um, but, you know, th th there, there is going to be effect, some kind of effect, I think, on, on um, you know, on, on supply chains to, to, to some extent, not, not to the point where there's, you know, 90s style shortages in those stores, but, you know, where, you know, like production might be down or, or this, that, or consumption. I, I, I don't know. But, um, you know, I, I think, yeah. I think these, well, uh, certainly I think it is uh, uh, good news in the sense that uh, it uh, does uh, give a validity to what we discussed on the previous show that uh, Latvia has a food surplus. Uh, we are able not only like to, to feed ourselves, but also to export food. And uh, that should uh, also probably not be a problem uh, for uh, the uh, other years, because as we know, modern agriculture is uh, not very labor intensive. Uh, it is highly industrialized. And so uh, it is also perhaps uh, less risk uh, for agriculture workers uh, to be affected by this than it would be, let's say, for example, people who work in uh, offices or people who go to conferences and meetings uh, in the city. Yeah. Uh, and it was also interesting to see that uh, for some products, uh, the exports have increased very much, uh, such as a very good example mentioned by Latvia Savis uh, was the Latvian-made frozen dumplings, which has been a hit with uh, the uh, consumers in uh, Central and Eastern Europe, because that's, of course, something uh, delicious that you can also uh, keep in your fridge for a long time. Or, or, or uh, usually freezer, yeah. yeah but um, Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it, well, it's actually kind of interesting because cause in, in, in Latvian, I don't think there is a separate word for refrigerator and freezer, is there? It, there's both lettuce copies, uh, le lettuce Well, copies, you have lettuce copies, uh, and in, in general, it could it could actually be both, depending on the temperature mm -hmm. that you have. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there is a separate word for freezer, which would be saldata, ah, uh, right, that yeah. uh, would specifically deal with temperatures uh, below zero. Mm-hmm. 
uh, pelmeni or you know these frozen dumplings are just so unbelievably delicious. The, this was one of the food I just fell in love with immediately um, in Latvia. And you know, some people say, well, that's not true. Latvian food, you know, that's just you know some kind of Soviet or Russian. I don't care. It's it's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. Yeah. It is wonderful. And, well, and every well, country has their own spin on it. Comes from China, but uh, <laughs> I think we don't yeah. have to uh, worry about it. <laughs> but but you know, but um, you know about the whole thing of like, uh, oh, it's you know, it, it's not Latvian. You know, every country kind of has their own spin on it because I. I've tried. Um, I, I lived next to these uh, foreign students from Kazakhstan one year when, it, like, my first year in Latvia, and and they made me um, Kazakh uh, pelmeni. It was completely different from Latvian pelmeni. So I, I think every country kind of has their own kind of unique spin on it. And and there's many different times uh, types. Uh, the the biggest challenge with pelmeni is just not to eat too much and uh, turn into yeah. pelmeni. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, one uh, kind of good piece of um, news when it comes to fighting coronavirus. So, uh, okay, I, I promised that this would be a non-corona zone, but, you know, it's, it's just impossible. Uh, so apparently the distillery uh, in uh, Kalsnova, um, which makes usually organic spirits, they have uh, volunteered to start making disinfectants instead, which is something that is in short supply all throughout the world. So congratulations to them. Thank you for doing your part. Um, in, in trying to fight this virus, and uh, so I think that's just a fantastic way that the uh, private sector is um, uh, cooperating with the public sector, as we've seen kind of all throughout okay. the world, you know, also here in Latvia as well. So, um, I... Oh, one last thing. Okay, I, I, I almost missed this, because I can't read, apparently, today. Um, apparently, there are new red light enforcement cameras that are being tested in Riga. So, um, you know, which is, which is crazy, because... Um, you know, we've had red light cameras in America for quite some time, but uh, I guess they're just not such a widespread thing here in Latvia because it's always shocking to me, both when I'm walking and when I'm driving, people will just zoom through red lights, you know, two or three seconds after they've already been red. Um, and, and it just seems like people just don't uh, fear any kind of retribution whatsoever. So I, I guess I guess these aren't such a widespread thing. I mean, can you comment on these, Otto? Yeah, well, I think it is certainly connected with a, a broad culture and perhaps... Um, uh, there is the difference between the it could be the difference between the united states where like uh, most people have had cars uh, for generations and in latvia where uh, many of them uh, don't uh, and have increasingly uh, come to uh, have cars uh, in the uh, last uh, past decades and especially in the cities uh, with the great concentration of cars and the uh, street layout uh, of the Two centuries ago, uh, that certainly uh, the road rage is an issue, and we can see uh, more incidents uh, like these. And hopefully, uh, this will uh, work, and this will help, and hopefully also will bring down the uh, very tragic uh, statistics that we usually have in this department in regarding uh, uh, traffic accidents uh, involving car crashes. Okay, uh, let's move on to um, some international stories. So, uh, you know, just let's zip through the COVID-related international stories. So uh, a lot of people are infected, you know, as of now, something around 450,000, uh, something around 18,000 people have died, um, you know, but uh, but around, uh, I, I guess, uh, more than 100,000 now have, have recovered. Is, is, is that is that true or is that, or am I wrong about so, this? Uh, uh, I looked at the statistics. Uh, it was um, at the ones that I got uh, uh, yesterday was that there are more than 415,000 cases worldwide. 
and out of them, unfortunately, 18,000 uh, have died. At the same time, uh, there have been 110,000 people who have uh, gotten better, and uh, these cases have been resolved. So that's uh, encouraging. Uh, also, uh, what is also very important to uh, note when you're looking at this statistics, which I also understood yesterday, is that uh, of the cases of the people that have died, it is uh, the important distinction of uh, people who uh, might have died uh, from coronavirus directly uh, and uh, those people who have died with coronavirus, meaning that they might have had other illnesses, um, very uh, uh, very uh, grave um, conditions, and on top of that, they have had coronavirus. So that is uh, perhaps also a good idea to check that when looking at uh, numbers like this. Uh, but uh, certainly uh, that has uh, made a lot of international news and a lot of events have been either cancelled or postponed. Uh, if we look, uh, for example, um, in uh, Japan, the 2020 Tokyo Olympics have been postponed to the next year. Uh, but if we look uh, to Europe, um, Probably that's very grave news to you, Joe, that the Eurovision has been cancelled this yeah. year. And also for our hockey fans, the World Hockey Championship has been cancelled uh, as well. Mm -hmm. uh, if we look at uh, other countries, uh, then uh, some have uh, instituted full curfews, such as in India, for three weeks. And uh, in countries such as Italy and France, they're actually using drones to police uh, the uh, physical distancing required under the extraordinary laws. Uh, there have also been some encouraging stories, such as in the Middle East, uh, where uh, Israel and the Palestinian Authority has been cooperating extensively um, for uh, health care and food deliveries. And the protests and use of force has uh, gratefully stopped uh, during this time. And uh, that is, uh, of course, uh, great to see that uh, in these uh, uh, zones of uh, conflict, it has uh, died down uh, to uh, to uh, get in charge of the main crisis uh, that is more important. Uh, also, uh, a very um, uh, uh, notable news that uh, Joe uh, uh, caught out was the um, visit of uh, the president of Belarus, uh, who, uh, whose visit was planned for April of this year, uh, as uh, Belarus is looking to uh, warm up the relationship with the West, and also Latvia and Belarus. Uh, are planning to host the World Hockey Championship in 2021, but unfortunately the visit has been postponed. Uh, also, uh, in other news, and uh, thank goodness we can now take a step uh, uh, back from the COVID news, uh, Latvia has joined a number of other countries that have condemned uh, the elections uh, in the self-declared um, uh, Abkhazia, uh, which is a, um, a province uh, of uh, Georgia um, occupied by Russia. And uh, if we look uh, in other news, uh, speaking economically, then uh, probably uh, not a good sign if we also hear all the bad predictions for economy, that Swedbank has been hit with uh, almost 400 million fine over money laundering issues in the Baltics. So um, certainly uh, that will be a big uh, deal for Swedbank and also for the economy, and hopefully another important push in trying to clean up the act of the banks in this region, especially as money laundering is an issue uh, for some parts of our financial sector. Yeah, and, and, and also specifically, uh, going back to Swedbank, there, there was that report last week that uh, they'd taken on massive amounts of high-risk assets, uh, you know, which is just like, that's just not the news you want to read in the middle of an economic crisis. I mean, mm -hmm. I, again, 
you know, th- th- that that doesn't mean that they're in any kind of, you know, imminent danger of failing or anything like that. But, you know, just, you know, come on, Svedbank. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're the largest bank in this area. And, uh, you know, you, you have to behave better than that, you know, because, uh, you know, it's just, you, you'd think people would learn the lessons of 2008, you know, and, and uh, you know, just, it's, you know, high, high risk assets, not, not, not a good idea, but... Anyway, um, I think those are the major international stories. Again, you know, I, I was just looking. You know, I, I don't want to don't want to go back to to co- uh, COVID all the time, but um, you know, the, the the official statistics from the uh, John Hopkins University. You know, it's it's even higher than they were uh, earlier today. So you know, we're up to almost five hundred thousand cases at this point. And I just want to mention uh, the reason I wanted to uh, show this website real quick is uh, this is already kind of old news at this point. We kind of missed the missed the boat on this one, but do be careful. Um, because there are some fake versions of this uh, website going around that uh, apparently uh, steal your information from your computer and uh, can install malware. So just uh, be careful of the source of this website. Make sure that it's actually from John Hopkins University um, or uh, Archegis.com. So anyway, uh, let's take a look at this week in history, Otto. What can you tell us about what happened um, in uh, 1949? Something uh, very, very sad that normally you know might even be the kind of the main focus of this episode, something that we talk quite a bit about, um, but, uh, you know, unfortunately we've had other things to focus on, but still something very important that we should, you know, take, take some time and, and uh, devote to explaining. Um, so can you, can you take us uh, back to 1949? Uh, certainly. Uh, so uh, this week we have to remember uh, a very uh, tragic page of uh, the Latvian history book, uh, which is uh, that uh, deportations uh, to uh, Siberia, and uh, specifically on March 25th, uh, 1949, uh, there were uh, 44,271 citizens of Latvia, uh, which was at the time occupied by the Soviet Union, uh, who were deported by the Soviets uh, from Latvia to Siberia, uh, depriving them of their liberty and uh, personal property, uh, health, and in uh, some cases, even their lives. And uh, that is uh, one of the uh, um, tragic uh, moments in our history, and uh, many historians who have looked at this had explained uh, the Soviet motivation to persecute uh, individuals uh, associated with the institutions of the Republic of Latvia and uh, those who fought against repeated Soviet occupation, so the uh, national partisans, the guerrillas, as well as to coerce the Latvian farmers uh, to join collective farms against their will, as the percentage of uh, participation in these Soviet collective farms rose after this act, uh, from around 10% uh, participating in the collectivization uh, in December 1948 to 85.3% uh, in December 1949. Uh, so uh, one of the uh, a very major uh, crimes committed by the uh, Soviet Union in the territory of our country, and something that has affected uh, most every family in Latvia, including mine. Yeah, no, I, I well, I, and that's why I wanted to mention Otto. It's just that, you know, th- that that is one of these kind of shared experiences that, um, you know, all of the entire Latvian people, you know, regardless of if they were physically in Latvia at the time. I mean, a, a lot of people left Latvia to you know, other countries to, to the United States, to, to the UK, to, you know, all kinds of countries throughout the world, Australia, um, Germany, you know, uh, because of, uh, you know, try, trying to escape these kinds of actions. Um, so, you know, e- even even the people who physically, 
you know, escape these, you know, we're affected by them. And, and uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think there's a single family I've ever heard of. It's not something that people like to talk about, you know, very openly that, you know, that, that didn't have some kind of family member who was, uh, who, who was affected by these and caused a lot okay. of, you know, resentment. You know, it's unfortunate because, you know, the, the relations, um, you know, be, be between, um, you know, ethnicities here in, in Latvia, nationalities, you know, it, it's difficult, um, you know, with this very painful history and, it's, you know, it's difficult to kind of overcome this, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's a very tricky issue. So, you know, it's just something I, I want to, you know, remind our, um, you know, guests here in Latvia, including myself, I consider myself a guest because, you know, I've been here seven years, but, um, you know, I, I haven't gone through this, you know, experience. My family hasn't gone through ex- this experience. It's just to, um, you know, be very careful before you make very strong judgments one way or the other. Um, you know, when, when, it, when it comes to these extremely tricky uh, issues, you know, learn as much as you can, listen as much as you can, read as much as you can, um, but but be very careful before you jump into these extremely controversial issues because, you know, it, it's it, it's it's just very very painful and, and, and difficult. And you know, because we, we had an issue on the uh, expats in Latvia Facebook group recently where where somebody you know was trying to stir up a bunch of trouble. You know, I don't know, m- maybe because they were. Uh, you know, just just going uh, stir crazy from the from the virus. Uh, you know, and they they try to you know poke at this issue, and, and it just it's, it's just not the right time. So, you know, that's that's all I wanted to say about that. So, um, but uh, something more positive, Otto. Week in the future, what what can yeah. people do from home? Uh, certainly. So, um, uh, unless you enjoyed the very good weather, and uh, there are certainly uh, quite a few uh, ideas what to do at home. Uh, especially uh, if you're a fan of uh, theater or a fan of the movies. Um, it has been great news that uh, uh, Dallas Theater, which is one of the uh, top two major theaters in our country, mm-hmm. uh, as Joe mentioned uh, in one of the previous shows, uh, it has offered uh, 10 play recordings uh, free online, so you can see uh, some of the best works by this theater uh, and uh, see it for free. And also perhaps in response, uh, the National Theater, which is the uh, other one, or one of the other, uh, so there, or should I say in the alphabetical order, we have the Dallas Theater and the National Theater, and the national one has opened an online poll on uh, uh, which plays to make available online. So um, I think this will also be a great opportunity to see uh, some of the uh, treasures of theater, which is very important for uh, Latvians. Uh, as uh, it was uh, initially uh, one of the best conduits for our uh, national movement and uh, the way how our, our uh, culture and language was able to survive even in the times uh, when uh, we had other powers controlling this part of the world. Uh, but So uh, please uh, check it out uh, on the websites of the both theaters. And uh, another idea is uh, to uh, look uh, at the uh, portal of uh, I'm not sure how do you pronounce it correctly. So the uh, it's spelled uh, V I M E O. So Vimeo. 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 Uh, so um, actually, I'm, I'm not sure. Now that you're asking me, I've always <laughs> said Vimeo, but but I'm, I'm not sure. I, I've always heard Vimeo. Yeah, because I've I've read it, but I've I've never I don't recall how how people pronounce it because you know okay. people just watch it all the time, yeah. and so uh, if you watch that, you can certainly uh, look up uh, the uh, newest uh, Latvian hit movie, uh, City by the River by Viestor Skyrish, something that we also had mentioned previously. Also going through uh, this uh, story of uh, one Latvian guy, a uh, young Latvian guy during uh, the time of. Uh, the uh, independent Latvia and the war 
war and the occupations and these uh, difficult decisions and difficult situations that he uh, observed and he had to go through uh, um, in uh, this one of the darkest times in our uh, history. Uh, so uh, it, it is a, a tough uh, background story at the same time. Uh, it is amazing how well um, uh, director Kairish was able to uh, put it forward. So you don't go away uh, depressed. Uh, uh, and so that, that's also a good idea how to spend uh, this time on me. I have to stay at home. Yes, exactly. Um, by the way, I have a, a new segment, a, a, a uh, kind of a, um, a, a surprise. The, 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 this was this um, I just came up with uh, just now because uh, one, one of the great things now. So, so we've you know traditionally been a podcast, and you know we record it, and uh, you know we you know people download it whenever they want, um, and uh, you know so so in the last you know month or two we've been doing these live stream nows, which you know which have been which have been fun. Um, you know, Otto and I have both become kind of better podcasters because you know when it's live, you know because. Because we we've had episodes before, we'll, we will re-record you know some stupid sentence fifteen times just because you know we get stuck on it and we just have this idea that oh well we can re-record it so let's do it. Um, but when it's live, you just have to do it. Um, so anyway. One of the nice things now is that we're actually getting kind of live feedback from some people who are listening. Um, I just want to so so I, I have a new segment called uh, Mailbag, um, where where I just want to uh, read a few comments that people have mentioned. So first of all, um, we've been called. Tr- Train Pro Hacks um, by one of our listeners. Th- th- that's the reason why I was kind of um, smiling inappropriately during during your very sad, um, you know, uh, talk that you were giving a little bit earlier um, because I, I thought that this was absolutely hilarious. I am perfectly, perfectly okay with being called a uh, a train hack. I, I am I uh, you know I, I might even get a little button that says train uh, train hack o- o- over here or something like that. Um, I also want to, so one of our listeners in America, um, they mentioned that uh, he knows of no contactless pay limit here in the States. Um, So, you know, that's extremely anecdotal, uh, but, uh, you know, it's it's interesting to hear some feedback about that. I, you know, I... um, I, I haven't been to the United States actually since Barack Obama was president. Uh, oh. The last time I was in the U.S., yeah, I know, was was December thirty first, two thousand sixteen. Um, so uh, you know, it's it's been quite a while uh, since I've been there. Um, and then uh, one of our listeners, um, he wanted us to talk about this very briefly. Um, so there was this uh, uh, video by the uh, Leopaya police. So apparently, the police in Leopaya, as they have in other. Um, cities throughout Latvia, they've been going around and making sure that people are observing quarantines. Um, you know, also, you know, here in Latvia, I've I've seen police going around, for example, on the uh, island, you know, in the in, in the middle of um, Yelgava, making sure that people are not uh, gathering in big groups. Um, and and he wanted to uh, mention that he thought it was very irresponsible that the police were going around without face masks, you know, to enforce these quarantines. Um, you know, I, I, I can't personally comment on this myself because I, I'm not a, uh, you know, an expert when it comes to these matters. But, uh, I, you know, I, I'd be inclined to, you know, probably agree that if they do have access to, you know, face masks, it would, it would make sense to wear them probably. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's at, at least, you know, I, I do think it's good that, um, you know, there is some effort being made to make sure that these uh, measures are being uh, implemented and observed. So. Um, so, so thank you to all of our listeners. Um, you know, feel free to uh, send us comments, uh, questions, feedback. You know, we, 
love to hear it. You know, even if it's critical feedback, you know, we, we do try to take it into account and, you know, we always want to make the show better. Uh, we're, we ain't doing this for the cash. You know, we, we're, we're, we're not, uh, you know, we don't Certainly have, not. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, if, if Latvia's, uh, Del Selsh, uh, does want to, you know, offer us thousands of dollars, then maybe we could become professional hacks, but, um, yeah, but they should rather, uh, invest it in the infrastructure yes. and their personnel instead. I'm, 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 I'm happy talking up trains for free. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but, but, you know, we're, we're doing this for you guys because, you know, people find it useful, you know, to just kind of chat through the news, you know, and, um, and we, we want to make this better. If you have any ideas for segments, you know, ideas, anything like that, uh, we, we are happy to hear it. So thank you guys uh, so much. You know, again, you can check out our Facebook page, Latvia Weekly, which some of you are probably watching from right now. Uh, you can watch our live streams every week, which are usually on Tuesdays, but not always because, you know, the world's kind of turned upside down now. And uh, we do have stories of the day every day. Thanks once again to Andrew and Carlos, uh, you, you guys out there in different parts of the world who are um, who are who are doing uh, you know amazing work and and, and updating that all the time. So, uh, any last words you'd like to say before we wrap up, Otto? Oh, uh, follow us. Take care and uh, visulab. Yes, and uh, yeah, just you know again, stay safe and uh, you know do, do do what you can to uh, fight fight this illness. We are not going anywhere you know unless i get deathly ill i will still be recording i know auto will as well you know thanks to technology thanks to uh thanks to uh possibilities so until next time everyone peace a lot we'll see you